Hey, welcome to Val's Word of the Day, where I'm passionate about resourcing you with biblical truths. And my hope is that you'd be transformed by the power of the gospel. Hey, if you're new to this podcast, first, thank you for uh, taking the time out of your day to listen. And also, if this podcast blesses you in any way, would you consider writing a review and sharing it on your socials? That helps me with exposure as I get the gospel out. All right, let's go ahead and dive in to today's message. And the title of today's message is The Hope of the Believer. The Hope of the Believer. Romans 5.9 will be our key text for today. Romans 5.9, hear the word of the Lord. It says, since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? This is God's word. This is Paul writing, and he talks about the benefits of salvation in this chapter. And he talks about the security of our salvation as Christians. So he says in verse one that we have peace with God. Verse two, he says we have access to God. Then he says we have a hope and that we've been justified by his blood and we have peace with God. Then later he says that we stand in the grace of God. That means when we sin, the way God deals with us is he gives us grace. So he deals with us graciously. We stand in the grace that God gives us daily. And in our verse in Romans 5, 9, the big word here is justification. Since we have now been justified by his blood, he says, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? That's Romans 5, 9. The word justification means that when God looks at you, when he looks at me, he sees us and treats us as if we had never sinned. That's what justification is. When God looks at you and I, he sees us and treats us as if we had never sinned. But it goes a little further than that. Justification is when God looks at us and he declares you and I as righteous, as righteous children of God. This is central to the Christian faith because at the end of the day, we have to stand before a holy God. Like one day we will bow before him. The question is not a matter of if, but when. So how can a sinner like you and I stand before a holy God? Because the Bible tells us in Romans 3.23 that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That means you and I, we need a Savior. And when you and I are justified, when you and I are justified, it means that we are covered in righteousness. So when God looks at us, He sees perfection. That's important to know because... Justification is when God declares you and I as righteous. And when he looks at us, he sees perfection. Well, well, how does this happen? It's through Jesus's death. And when we accept Jesus, God gives us or he credits us the righteousness of Jesus. And now you and I, we are declared 
as righteous. This is important because now we can stand before a holy God with confidence. And it's important to note that justification is not a process. It is an event that takes place. When we look at sanctification, sanctification means to make holy. That's a process, but justification is an event. So God looks at us and says, hey, you are righteous. Why? Because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. And how do we receive this justification? Well, I'm glad you asked that. Galatians 2.16 says, a person is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus that we may be justified, here it is, by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, because by the works of the law, no one will be justified. So hear me, we receive this justification by faith. So now you and I are positionally righteous. We are the righteousness of God. So when we look at Romans 5, 9, and Paul says, we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ. And then it says, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. So Paul is writing to the Christians in Rome. And what Paul is doing is he reminds them of their position as Christians. He says, hey, you have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ. He reminds them that they are in right standing and they have a security because they're in right standing. He's trying to remind, hey, you are secure. Well, that raises a question. What are we secure from? You and I are secure from the wrath of God. And here's why. And this is gospel right here. Because when Jesus was on that cross, he absorbed the wrath of God. Catch that. He absorbed the wrath of God and drank the cup of God's wrath. That's what he did. So you and I are the righteousness of God and we're saved from condemnation, from the wrath of God. So the condemnation that was coming down in the garden, that condemnation fell on Jesus when Jesus went to the cross. And that's why Romans 8, 1 says, now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Consider the word now. Think of that word. That means we've been in the waiting period. It's like me telling my son, now you can open your Christmas gift, right? Because it's Christmas day. And, and when God sent his son, Jesus, to die for us on the cross, now, there's that word, for sinners like you and I, we don't stand condemned. We're not condemned. Because God condemned sin. That's important to understand. God condemned sin by sending Jesus to die for us. And Jesus absorbed the wrath of God on that cross. Romans 8.3 says, For what the law was powerless to do, because it was weakened by the flesh, I want us to catch this, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering, and so he condemned sin, there it is, in the flesh. It says he condemned sin in the flesh. 
Whose sin did he condemn? He condemned our sin because Jesus did not have any sin. So whose sin did he condemn? He condemned our sin. Thank you, Lord. So, so the Christian can confidently say, there is now no condemnation. This statement, hear me, it's only for the believer. The statement is reserved for those that have made Jesus the Lord of their lives. So when I was preparing uh, this message, I asked myself a question. If there's no condemnation for those who are Christians, for those who are in Christ Jesus, why do we feel condemned? Because the word condemnation, if you look up that word, it, it simply means strong disapproval. And I think one of the reasons that we feel condemned is because we feel like we are fake. We feel like we're a fake. You ever felt like a fake? I mean, I, I've had seasons in my life where I'm like, man, I, I feel fake right now. You know, for those of us that have been walking with Jesus for a long time, we were like, why do I still have these compulsions? And we tell ourselves, I need to be farther along by now. Or we tell ourselves, why am I still struggling with this? And the voice of condemnation says, hey, you are unfit for the work that you're doing. You know, as a pastor, I battle that voice often. Val, you're not fit. You're not smart enough. You're not fit for the work that you're doing. And when I agree with that, here's what happens. I lose my confidence to minister to people and tell others about Jesus. Why? Because I feel shame. I feel condemnation. And I want us to understand that condemnation is rooted in guilt and shame. And the thing about condemnation is it loves, it loves to hide. And the word for us today is that God is calling us to come out of hiding. Why is that? Because the areas that we try to hide are usually the areas that God wants to do his deepest work in us. I want us to catch that the areas that we try to hide are the areas that God wants to do his deepest work in us. And God does this so often. He delivers us from something. And next thing you know, we're ministering to those that are battling that addiction that we used to battle, that we overcame. And this is why it's so important that we don't hide, but we bring our sin into the light. So, so that it can be healed and that we can be set free. Number two, we feel condemned because we dwell on past sins. We feel condemned because we dwell on past sins. Because, I mean, God forgives us, but, but we have this thing called a memory <laughs> and we remember. And, and there, there's this voice that I often battle Val, remember when you did so-and-so, and it makes me feel condemned. Like, I'll give you a perfect example. I'm doing a wedding next month in Sacramento. And every time I'm in Sacramento, I drive by this place where I go get my coffee. And I'm reminded, when I drive by this place, I'm reminded of my sinful past. And the enemy will whisper to me, what do you think you're doing getting ready to minister to these folks? What do you think you're doing trying to marry these people? And it's usually before I speak. And he'll start to accuse me. Remember when you did so-and-so? And listen, yes, I did. I sinned. But that vow is the old vow. That vow died way back. Yes, it happened. But thank God that Jesus condemned that sin. 
And I have to remind myself of all uh, of that all the time because the enemy wants me to dwell on my past and feel condemned because I lose my confidence to minister to other people. And I want to remind us today, Jesus doesn't call you by your brokenness. He doesn't call me by my brokenness. He calls me a son. He calls me a he calls you a daughter. And the word for us today is to come to Jesus, bring your past, bring your brokenness, and realize this, he will not condemn you. Listen, you have the power to change. God didn't leave us to fight on our own because the spirit of God resides in each and every believer. So here's a question for us to consider. What words of condemnation have I agreed to? What words of condemnation have I agreed to? Next question is this. What does God have to say about that accusation? Because God's word has the final say, not the lies of the enemy. Because when I believe the lies of the enemy, I can't rest in the grace of God. When I believe the lies of the enemy, I give the enemy power. And maybe you're listening and, and you've let someone down. Maybe, maybe you feel like a failure right now or you're telling yourself, man, I can't believe that I did that again. Why do I still have this compulsion? If that's you today, preach the gospel to yourself. Jesus took our sin to the cross and he's offering grace to us today. He took all the condemnation on himself. So our job is to confess our sins and receive his grace. We're confident of this, that he will forgive us. First John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us and to purify us from all unrighteousness. And because you and I are not condemned, listen, we have eternal security because Jesus drank the cup of God's wrath. And here's what's left in that cup. Nothing. It's empty. So as I close, the question that I want to pose today is, are you in Christ? Are you in Christ? If you are, there is no condemnation. And if you're not, can I remind you today, there is room at the table. There is room to join the family of God today. This is Val's word of the day.